filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Oh, goodness gracious, ladies and gentlemen, getting a lot of hot buzz from Andrew Patterson's guest appearance over the weekend when we tried to make, make some sense of what's going on with the Kavanaugh hearings and confirmations and everything in D.C., but as alluded to on the filibuster freestyle over the weekend, we're bringing in a first time, long time. I, I'm not even going to tell you what we're going to do yet. I'm just going to tell you who he is. Longtime friend of mine. I'll get into why in a minute, but pro wrestling superstar of the Northeast Circuit, former chairman, head booker of Lunchtime Championship Wrestling. A good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, unbeknownst to you, but now you know America and the world. Right down the street from where I used to live is where I met this guy at Fantastic Pizza. It, could, it is delicious. Tommy Sunshine, hit the music. Well, welcome, sir. Finally, finally, delicious Tommy Sunshine has arrived on the filibuster freestyle. I listened to that beanbag Andrew Patterson the other night. I'm here to tell you, I am the only guest you've ever had on this show who is here to tell you the truth. Not a conspiracy theory. I will tell you the truth, and I will sum it up for you in three words. Birds aren't real. (laughs) So true. Everybody knows this. Yeah, the birds aren't real conspiracy was basically the unsung hero of that podcast. And so, Tommy Sunshine, have you been listening to the pod these last few years? Of course, I've been. I listen to every show. Fantastic. Um, so you and I, I like about ninety-five percent of them. Totally fair. I'm, you know, I'm not for everybody, and because I vary my topics, I'm not for every. I'm not for somebody every week. I'd also like to congratulate Andrew Patterson on his milestone of being the first guest who was uh, drowned out by crickets. What a moron! <laughs> Tommy, you listen to the show all the time, and I love Andrew Patterson. He's not really a moron, but if you recall, the last time he was on with our mutual acquaintance Roscoe P, he was yeah. getting McDonald's drive-through during yeah. the show. Um, he can't sit still. He's got a cricket infestation, which he claims is outside of his house. There's no way it was outside of his house. Okay. No. So anyway, let's go back to uh, you. You and I know each other because I used to write a wrestling column for the Scarlet, the Clark University student newspaper. And you were a guy around the neighborhood, pro wrestler extraordinaire, who would give me insider tips and and things of that nature to make sure I had street cred. So I want to set up to people why and how I know you. You also have a little bit of a feud with a really good friend of the show and personal great friend of mine, Roscoe P. of Drilling Threes. Let's just address that right now. There's another beanbag, that Roscoe P. from Drilling Threes. I never liked that guy. (laughs) He's okay. Come on. He's okay. Look, you were going down a great path. You had a nice career in the wrestling business. You cared about it. You followed it. You wrote a great wrestling column. You knew that I was one of the great wrestlers of all time. I took you under my wing. And then you and Roscoe P. decide you're going to go be rock stars (laughs) or whatever. And now and then and then I never see you again. Then I don't see you for for ten years. It's true. It's true. To quote to quote Kurt Angle, wrestling superstar and a friend of yours. It's true. It's true. It's true. Damn true. So with that being said, um, the good news is not only has Andrew Patterson beaten Roscoe P, 
to the new microphone stand, which allows yours truly to be hands-free during the podcast, which is super important to nobody but me, but it's my show. But you're now the silver medalist, which means Roscoe P. at best is going to be the bronze medalist. And you know that's going to eat, that's going to eat, at, his, that's going to eat at his soul. Let's, let's bury that guy deep. <laughs> Man, hot takes, hot takes. So listen, let me try to set this up. There's a lot of animosity in this country. There has been for a long time. It's been acute and building and building and building over the last year. 2018 has been no... Remember in 2016 when people were like, 2016 so weird! And then 2017 totally killed it. And now 2018 is already a leader in the clubhouse and we still got three months left. Nuclear. Nuclear year. Midterm elections are like four weeks away. Five weeks away. It's amazing stuff. But these Kavanaugh confirmation hearings are out of control. And I crowdsourced... You know, it's the entertainment industry, Roscoe P. You get it. Most of my pundits... Who are you talking to right now? Roscoe P. is not on this podcast tonight. You're right. You're right. What I'm, you better not ever make that mistake again. I'll tell you what. 100% my fault, sir. It's just that I want you guys Some to be friends. people friend. have said that we look alike. I am much better looking. Yeah, I agree. Who isn't? I mean, that, that's turd. Well, you've got a pompadour... And you wear white boots and all the time, to every occasion. Knee-high. Right now. Knee-high white boots. All occasions. All day. Of course. Of course. So you're right. I'm sorry. Freudian slip and I'm sorry. Yes. The point is, the entertainment industry, and you know this, Mr. Delicious Tommy Sunshine, skews a little liberal. So most of the pundits in the show are fairly liberal characters, which provided a really interesting situation for us on the freestyle, which is to... Crowdsource who in Washington, D.C. during this past week or so of confirmation hearings, whether they be senators, other politicians, or media talking heads, pundits, if you will, who do our pundits want to see get their comeuppance? And because it's the freestyle and we don't want to just talk about it, we want to be about it, I decided to call my long-lost friend, Tommy Sunshine, to see which professional wrestler's finishing moves would we like to give to these senators and talking heads that our pundits namely Jeremy Johnson and Marky Sal, the two most liberal dudes on the pod, what would happen? You know, who's gonna, who, who are we going to put through a table on their behalf? And you're the guy to do it. That's, that's how i got to sum it up and where it's going to go from there. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. And so for y'all who are listening, if you don't know anything about wrestling, don't worry. It's going to be entertaining as hell. And it's going to be a little bit of a hell in the cell. It already is. <laughs> Really quickly, Tommy Sunshine, do you want to hear who's been listening this week, places listening? Of course. Jamaica Plain, part of Boston, Massachusetts. That's our buddy Devin. Uh, Hartford, Connecticut has been in fuego the last three weeks. Wow. Both of these places and Providence, Rhode Island and Seattle, Washington have all left Ashburn, Virginia in a distant fifth place. Friends in Ashburn. No longer time to rest on your laurels if you want to climb the mountain again. you got to listen more or tell some friends down the street in Ashburn. Or I'm not taking the live show to Ashburn. I'm taking it to Jamaica Plain or Hartford, Connecticut or Seattle, Washington. Check, please. That's where we're going. So anyway, thanks to everybody who's listening. We really appreciate it as always. All right. Tommy Sunshine, which Washington insiders would we most like to see get their comeuppance? With their handling of the Kavanaugh fiasco, WWE style, Marky Sal started with Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa, who has been in office since 1980. What do you got? Well, 
Sir, I'll say first, uh, for those people listening who aren't <clears throat> wrestling fans, these are all very famous moves. And if you want to go on YouTube, I'll tell you who does the move and what it is. If you want to go on YouTube and look it up to get a little bit more perspective, you can see exactly what we're doing to these Jay Browns in Washington. Uh, if you want to go look it up. But, but I'll scratch. So Grassley is old. <laughs> and uh, it seems like and not the uh, quickest guy in the world. So I think he would fall for this. And this is a move that I never understood why so many wrestlers fall for. But it's a classic move um, by a guy who later wrestled in WWE, but really made famous from his time in the great ECW. Yes. In the mid-90s. The, the, the wrestler is Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam. And the move is the Van Daminator. <laughs> the Van Daminator involves throwing a chair to Chuck Grassley, who would then catch it and hold it in front of his face and not move it and allow Rob Van Dam to jump in the air, spin around, and then kick the chair into his face. I feel like Chuck Grassley would fall for that, and I'd like to see him get hit in the face with a chair. So Chuck Grassley gets the Van Daminator. The Van Daminator for Chuck Grassley, courtesy of Tommy Sunshine. That's for you, Marky Sal. We got more coming. Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show, was part of his tagline. Also, ECW for you, for you rubes out there, for you marks out there, who you shills out there who don't know anything. I'm channeling my inner heel. Uh, it's Extreme Championship Wrestling. Hence the chair to the face for Chuck Grassley. Yeah, it's no no longer in existence, but it was uh, a really successful promotion at its kind of cult following, and like I said, early in the mid '90s, and sort of got absorbed by WWE. But it was really great. That's when I first started. Uh, getting into wrestling that was one of the promotions that really excited me i never got to work for them unfortunately but uh well let's face the facts though lunchtime 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 championship wrestling was like a step below yes but also incredibly extreme incredibly extreme there was one time i recall (laughs) that we there was two wrestlers two of our favorites the masked gimp (laughs) can't even say his name out loud without laughing and another guy whose name I can't say, I'm not going to say on the, on the podcast. Okay. But his inspiration was the Unabomber. Right. Okay. And they had an unbelievable apartment match that, that you actually called, called the match for. That I, that, I, that I called, yes. I was on the mic for that. Because as head booker, much like Vince McMahon, Vince you were the CEO, you were a superstar, and you were yeah. a commentator. Yes. Yes. List uh, goes I on. Believe, I believe... That match was actually officiated by filibuster freestyle pundit Andrew Patterson. You know, you're 100% right. And for those of you who know Andrew, and he weighs about 125 pounds now at age 38, he weighed about 14 pounds, literally. <laughs> and he looks seven years old. He's a six foot tall, seven year old refereeing an extreme no holds barred apartment match. A brutal match. The match ended with the masked gimp delivering a DDT onto a steel chair, which was covered in birthday cake. And then the masked gimp savagely started eating the birthday cake. He had just DDT'd his opponent through. 100% true story. It was brutal. It there, was, was brutal. there was literally videotape of this somewhere in the world. There was videotape of that. And I mean actual VHS videotape. All right, we got, we digress. Another beanbag to borrow a phrase from you tonight, which I'm really feeling, by the way. I can't even say beanbag. 
This is the most I've ever. This is the most I've ever laughed on my own podcast. This is great. Whether whether you listeners like it or not, in places like Port-au-Prince, Haiti, or Verona, Italy, who also listened last week, I'm enjoying myself. Sometimes the post needs one for him. Okay. Next up for Marky Sal, uh, Sean Hannity. <laughs> Sean Hannity. Now, I think you would agree we don't want to advocate violence to, towards journalists that we don't agree with. Correct. But Sean Hannity's not really a journalist. In fact, I don't understand. There's all this deplatforming, and Alex Jones is all mad about the you know YouTube and whatever, and he can't get on. I don't understand why guys like that or Fox News. Why don't they stop? Like WWE has acknowledged what it is. Yes. WWE doesn't say it's sports. What do they call themselves? Sports, sports entertainment. Entertainment. It's a show. They acknowledge it's a show. So if Fox News called themselves Fox News Entertainment <laughs> and just acknowledge like this isn't real, we're not being real. We're just putting on a show that people like to watch. Then they think they could get away with a lot more. Oh and yeah. Jones could have his YouTube show, YouTube channel, if it was like, well, I'm just making this up so people look at me, like which is what's actually happening. He'd get away with a lot. More. Right. InfoWars is like the filibuster freestyle. He's just putting stuff out there and seeing who listens. Now, his platform is bigger, he's been doing it longer, and he says crazier crap, and people believe him more, which is actually really ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my point is... <laughs> Great take, though. Whereas we don't advocate real violence for real journalists, I have no problem advocating fake violence to fake journalists like Sean Hannity. So, that's a guy who I would really like to see take a knee right to the face. And I got just the move for that. It is the Kinshasa from the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura. Great name. Great name, great wrestler, big star. And he's, good. He's on the, and the Kinshasa, just to describe, is basically, it's a running knee strike. So he takes like three running steps and knees the guy in the face really hard. And that's a move. We all know, like I just said, we know what wrestling is. We know they're not really, it's a work. It's a show. They're not really trying to hurt each other. These guys know how to do it, so they don't actually kill each other in the ring every night. The Kinshasa is a move that I would never in one million years ever take because it really looks like Nakamura is kneeing the guy in the face as hard as he can. Yeah, there are just some moves you can't fake your way through. It looks like it's not fake when he does it. I'll put that. And getting kneed in the face. I mean, there's not a lot of give to a knee. Not a lot of give to a knee. So Sean Hannity gets the Kinshasa, or as Nakamura likes to say, because his English is a little broken, need to face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Marky Sal, who also suggested that one, feels good about that. Okay. Uh, Marky Sal looked up the Kinshasa on YouTube, and then imagine Sean Hannity getting it. He'd be very happy. I'll guarantee you that. Fantastic. I like it. Uh, all right. Let's stick with news entertainment pundits, if you will. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's a weenie, and <laughs> I'm not sure that one man is enough to deliver the damage that Tucker Carlson requires. So he is getting a tag team move. He is getting the Shatter Machine, uh, which is courtesy of The Revival, one of my favorite current tag teams. Okay. Uh, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson make up The Revival, and they throw a great move called the Shatter Machine, which is a little bit like... If you remember the uh, the 3D, the Dudley Death Drop, yes. where the first guy kind of picks the guy up and falls back, but the finish of it is um, uh, 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 um, Dash 
putting both knees up and bringing the guy down and like what Chris Jericho used to do, the code breaker. So his, uh, Dawson lifts him up and falls back, and then Dash grabs him and kind of plants his face on both knees as he falls to the ground. It's a great move, the Shatter Machine. By the way, I haven't done this in a while. Fake band name of the week, the Shatter Machine. Shatter Machine? Shatter yeah. Machine's a great name for a band. Yeah, yeah. Could be a real band name of the week, thank you very so much. So his birds aren't real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or at least an album name. So birds aren't real is the debut album from Shatter Machine. You just made. You just got a Grammy. You just, you just got a Grammy. <coughs> too bad. Too bad you're a wrestler and not a musician. Like your enemy, Beanbag. Roscoe Pay. Your enemy. Your foil. Beanbag. <laughs> Real beanbag. Doesn't even like Bruce Springsteen. What kind of man is this? First of all, am I am I correct in saying that there was a point in your career when you actually came out to Born in the USA? Um, briefly. Yeah, it was, it was a joke, but still. Briefly, yes. Yes, that is, that is true. That Even is you true. understand the value of Bruce Springsteen in a well-placed moment. No, I was just kidding about that. I don't like Bruce Springsteen either. Nobody does. Oh, so it's the one thing you and Roscoe P. agree on. Well, I guess, yeah. Cool. I still don't like the guy, but he's right about Springsteen. But I did come out to Born in the USA briefly, but then um, uh, a, a fairly popular wrestler you may have heard of by the name of Hulk Hogan kind of ripped off the whole real American thing I was going for. And because that was my thing, like I would come out and say, I'm a real American. I come out to Born in the USA. Then all of a sudden he goes and gets Rick Derringer to write him a song called Real American. And now he's the real American and I couldn't do my gimmick anymore. So I had to stop coming out to Born in the USA. And I started coming out to Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Which <laughs> I didn't ever do that. It worked out much better for me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really funny. What's interesting <laughs> is I, you know, we we have I have not followed your career as closely in the last ten years. Yes. My bad, because I missed your Miley Cyrus party in the US. Downturn when I added the Miley Cyrus, that really took away a lot of my bad assery. But it was a, in, in hindsight, it was a career mistake. Yeah. And that's why I'm on the podcast with you instead of wrestling for the lunchtime championship uh, against Baron Von Axkick tonight. Oh, man. That guy's name was. I miss miss that guy. Uh, All right. So that's amazing. Um, Is it time for Lindsey Graham yet or is it not early enough yet? (laughs) Sure. Okay. Let's compose ourselves really quickly. Places listening. International edition. Okay. Bortles Home, Germany. I mentioned Verona, Italy, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, a place called Minerve, Francais, easy for me to say, a place called Kaohsiung, Taiwan, and then Kuwait City in Kuwait because everybody knows they love us in Kuwait and we love them right back. Huge in Kuwait. Fake bad name of the week part two, huge in Kuwait. I once wrestled uh, Marvelous Mark Marrow in Kuwait, and it was really a great match. There were seven people there because, uh, you know, it's a little bit restrictive over there, so no one came to the match, but it was really good. It was right after he did his Johnny B. Bad gimmick in WCW. Oh, what a, ba- uh, what a bad gimmick that was. <coughs> bad gimmick. For those of you listening, there was a guy named Mark Marrow. He had his whole shtick. He was a good wrestler, good-looking guy, ripped, all of it. He looked a little bit, if you really, really fudged it, like uh, Little, Little Richard. Richard, but like not at all. But like jacked. Little yeah. Jacked, yeah. And they decided to make him a fake Little Richard called Johnny B. Bad. Didn't go very well. 
It was kind of like your party in the USA problem. Right. Didn't work the way he had hoped, yeah. Correct. Okay. Lindsey Graham, he's been all over the news. He's been getting killed. We're not trying to kill him any worse than he's been killed. We're just trying to say what finishing move. Oh, we're going to kill him? Okay. I see some head. Oh, it's not going to be pretty for Lindsey Graham here. Um, I heard, uh, and I know there's rumors out there that Lindsey Graham is, is auditioning for a cabinet position that maybe he'd like to be attorney general when uh, midget Jeff Sessions gets fired. Um, Jeff Sessions, by the way, is, a lot of people don't know this, Jeff Sessions, four foot nine. A lot of people don't know that. Ooh. He's actually four foot nine. Well, first of all, really quickly, the, part, the, the, the I believe it's a, a small person or a little person. Or, oh. Yeah, but Sessions is so small, he's actually a midget. Okay. Well, either way, four foot nine, and there's nothing wrong with being short or tall at all. So, maybe Lindsey Graham is auditioning for a cabinet position. I don't think so. He's really four foot nine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is he really four foot nine? I don't want to belabor the point, and I'm not making light of it. I just thought he was like five two. I think he's like five two. Wow. But oh. he's really, really he's a he he's a very small man. Right, which makes a lot of sense and a lot of reasons. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um so there's another rumor out there about Lindsey Graham that I think is more to the point and more what is actually going on with him, and it is this. Lindsey Graham is gay. Which, for most of us, who cares? Well, Lindsey Graham doesn't want anybody to know he's gay, because Lindsey Graham's from South Carolina, and in South Carolina, you probably can't get elected to the Senate if everyone knows you're gay. I'll tell you who knows that Lindsey Graham is gay is Donald Trump. And he's got proof, and he, has, he is holding that over Lindsey Graham's head. And that's why Graham has completely turned around. Go look at the tweets people are posting yep. two years ago. The stuff that Lindsey Graham was like, this guy's unfit for president. The whole country's going to go to hell if we elect him. And he gets elected, and all of a sudden, this is the greatest man who ever ruled the earth, ever walked the earth. Right. And what happened? What changed? Trump has stuff on him. Well, so, with that in mind, he is getting the flatliner okay. from the greatest openly gay wrestler of all time, Chris Canyon. Who's better than Canyon? Everybody. No! No! The answer is nobody. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Chris Canyon, great wrestler, wrestled in WCW as Mortis. Yep. Uh, tra- tragic life, great wrestler. Uh, Mortis, under a mask, took the mask off, became Canyon, went to WWE, eventually got fired. He says he got fired for coming out. WWE disputes that. But he had a weird life like he came out he came out as gay and then he kind of took it back like you said he wasn't really like it was just his gimmick that he was saying that he was gay but then later he took that back and said like no i just said that because i wasn't sure if i wanted to come out or not um and and ultimately and he is no longer with us ultimately uh, took his own life which is very very sad but great wrestler and and just a guy who just a few years too early like like, now, there are openly gay wrestlers now, and nobody cares. Right. Well, I think that just, you know, and I, don't, I think you did a good job of explaining your stance on that, and obviously it's alleged, it's alleged, but you're not the first person to say what you said about Lindsey Graham. Um, but just, just so everybody knows, the point that I think Tommy Sunshine is trying to make is just be who you are, and, like, if you're a good person, America is going to embrace that. At least they should, and if they don't, that's not people you want to be hanging out with anyway. That's- that's not a thing to hide from. Correct. If that's the thing somebody has over you. They don't have anything over right. you. Right. You just, you just, thing. that's right. Nobody would care. Yep. 
but he cares, so he gets the flatliner from Chris Canyon. What does the flatliner look like? <laughs> remember the that flatliner one. is like, if you remember the side Russian leg sweep. I do. So you kind of stand next to the guy and your arm's kind of around him and you just kind of drop him on his back. Oh, yeah. The flatliner's like that, but you turn the guy around so you're dropping him on his face. <laughs> That's it's a good, good one. And you can do it from the middle rope or the top rope, which makes it even more badass. Very badass. Well, frank, frankly, based on the contradictory, some would say spineless, behavior of the last week from that particular senator, top rope sounds good to me. Top rope flatliner for Senator Graham. Just saying. By the way, I feel so much more comfortable for you as a pro wrestler than me under my own name during this podcast, but I brought it on myself. And hey, I wanted hot truth from one of the greatest wrestling commentators and performers the world has never known. Look, you want to make an omelet, you're going to break some eggs. I don't know what to tell you. Hey, I'm just here present play. Okay, <laughs> let's go to somebody else. How about Orrin Hatch? What do we have in store for our Orrin Hatch? Orrin Hatch. Um, there's another guy. Orrin Hatch is really, really old. Very old. Actually, fun fact, he's been in the Senate. Since 1977, I'm going to be 40 years old in like a month and a half. He has been in the Senate for a year and a half longer than I have been alive. That is a long time. Agreed. He is, uh, he is 84 years old. Little, real quick digression here, because I don't have a lot of notes, but term limits seem like a really good idea in general. For every every elected office, but number two, you know how they take away people's licenses to drive a car when they get it to a certain age and can't pass the eye test or whatever it is. Shouldn't senators have to have like an the the eye test of being with it enough to represent the country that they've been elected to represent or the state? I mean, geez, Louise, shouldn't the president? Well, dude, no question. But at least there's term limits, at least for now. Well, it's term, yeah, okay, yeah. But with these senators, they just get a job for life, and their views never change, and the world changes, and here we are having the conversation we're having now. Well, but they don't get a job for life. Orrin Hatch has to get elected every six years. And right. six years ago, if the people of Utah thought he was too old and unfit, they could have voted for somebody else. Yeah, I'm just saying there should be like a strength test or something that if you don't pass, you can't <laughs> run. If Orrin Hatch can't do 500 push-ups in 20 minutes, he cannot be senator anymore. Sounds pretty fair okay. to me. Book it. Sounds fair to me. So what are we going to do to Orrin Hatch in his 86-year-old body? 84. Oh. Oh, but speaking of term limits, I heard a great idea that would that would not resolve, but at least make much lower stakes on what we're actually talking about here tonight. Okay. But what about what about term limits or a, a term limit on the Supreme Court? Huh. What about doing away with that? Because that is a lifetime appointment. If and when Brett Kavanaugh gets confirmed, he's a he's 52 years old. He could be on the court 30 years, 40 years. Until he dies or retires. Yep. So somebody suggested, and and when the uh, when the Constitution was written, somebody I thought I heard somebody say the average lifespan for an American man was like thirty six. So right. Like like if you got appointed to the Supreme Court at thirty four, you were probably dead in two years. Fair. That's why it was a lifetime appointment. That's not the case anymore. So what if you made like eighteen year? What if, what if it, you got appointed to an eighteen year term on the Supreme Court? Fair. You did this great. But a little bit lower stakes than you're on for the rest Forever. of Forever. Yeah, for two generations, maybe. 
Yeah, fair. That's fair. So, Orrin Hatch, I have no particular reason for this other than it's a cool move and I feel like it should be represented, but he's going to get the Styles Clash. And what is the Styles Clash? The phenomenal one, AJ Styles. It's, um, it's kind of like a pile driver, but then he steps over the guy's arms. So now the guy's arm. so Orrin Hatch's arms are now behind AJ's legs, and then he falls forward onto his face. <laughs> what I enjoy is that most of these moves involve somebody's face <laughs> being the target of the finishing move. This is a group of guys who need to get smashed in the face. And you're finding very creative ways to do it. Okay. And one thing about this, this is a little bit, this is why you have a wrestler like me on here and give you a little inside baseball in the Styles Clash. It's a very dangerous move because typically when you take a wrestling move, uh, you're supposed to tuck your chin so your head doesn't snap back and hit the mat. You're supposed to tuck your chin. Okay. But in, in the Styles Clash, you're actually falling the other way. So if you instinctively tuck your chin, you would actually get really, really hurt. And you're not supposed to. You're actually supposed to look up the other way when you take the Styles Clash. So it is not designed to really hurt somebody bad. But let's say, unfortunately, Orrin Hatch forgot and tucked his chin. He might actually get hurt really bad. Not that we would want that, but we're doing a podcast about Senators taking wrestling finishers. So I guess we're not that worried about people getting hurt. This is all hypothetical, and it's, it's news entertainment. News entertainment. This is fiction-based reality or reality-based fiction. This is neither news nor entertainment in the sky. And the views perpetrated by Tommy Sunshine do not necessarily reflect the views of the filibuster freestyle. This is my favorite podcast ever. I've been reduced to laughter and tears, and I'm making multiple disclaimers on why I shouldn't get fired from my like day job. Yeah. Fantastic all stuff. Is, all you've done is laugh and apologize. What could be better than this? <laughs> I'm I'm the straight I'm the uh the four you're you know, whatever. I'm just a mark. I'm getting you over, brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wrestling line. Right, all right. Wrestling line. Tommy, let's check it out. Speaking of a guy Oh, the face on this guy. The face on this guy. This is the guy who I came up with this concept at the crack research team because of this person's face. He's the senior senator from the state of, excuse me, the Commonwealth of Kentucky. One, Mitch Balls McConnell. I think his name's actually just Mitchell, but... No, I don't think so. I think it's what you said the first time. Let's hope so. What do you got for Mitch McConnell? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, what does Mitch McConnell look like? A turtle. Uh, yeah, is that what it is? A turtle? I can't figure it out. He doesn't, I'll tell you what he doesn't look like. A senator? A human being. <laughs> Like, that's not, he does not look like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know any person that looks like that. Probably why, he, probably why he's holding on so tight to his Senate seat that he's been in since right. 1984. Yeah. Another old guy. A su- another Southern old guy. So he's going to get a move that I showed you through the power of Jeff in, a, uh, in our pre-show uh, text conversation, yes. which you had never seen before. And we thought maybe in taking this move, his head might pop off. We did think that. So that's why Mitch McConnell is going to get the eclipse from Ember Moon. And Ember Moon is a, is a, is a, is a female wrestler, correct? She is, a, she is a women's superstar, yes. And she, and you made a good point in the pre-show, that so many of these people we're talking about have really been fairly offensive or outright 
egregiously inappropriate towards their views on the rights of women during this trial and in general, that it was only fitting that the Senate majority leader were to receive a super move, which I want you to describe in a second, from a superstar who happens to be a woman. Yeah, gets taken, yeah, Senate majority leader gets taken down by a woman. I kicked around the idea of having all these guys succumb to women's finishers. I didn't do that because I, I love women's wrestling. Women's wrestling is fantastic. It's gotten so much better over the last, let's say, 10 years. It's okay. really, really good now. Women's wrestling's finishers are not always great. Okay. There's not a lot of, like, kicking people in the face. There's some of that. Which really, that's the theme. And so if there's not a lot of kicking in the face, how can we use it? Right. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So women's wrestling, great. Women's wrestling's finishers, okay. Um, but Ember Moon has one of the best finishers in all of wrestling, men or women. It's called the Eclipse. It is basically... A, a top rope stunner. If you're familiar with the Stone Cold Stunner, which a lot of I think a lot a of, lot of fans, us know the stunner. Any, any wrestling fan, even most non-wrestling fans, I think have seen seen Stone Cold Steve Austin and do his <coughs> his Stone Cold Stunner. Ember Moon does that, but she starts on the top rope, so she jumps off the top rope and kind of twists her body and catches her opponent's head on the way down and snaps it down as in the like like you would do in the Stone Cold Stunner. But instead of doing it from the ground like Steve Austin did. She jumps off the top rope and then does it, and it just looks awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, the gif you sent me was amazing. So that's Ember Moon. Ember Moon, The Eclipse. The Eclipse. Go look it up. You'll enjoy it. And imagine Mitch McConnell's head taking that. By the way, you keep keep saying imagine, and you're right, but as the the mashup of Brett Kavanaugh's testimony with Samuel L. Jackson as Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction proves, the internet is undefeated. So if any of the listeners... From Ashburn, Virginia to Kuwait and, and all the way around the world, want to take some of Tommy Sunshine's ideas and paste those faces onto other wrestlers getting those finishing moves done to them. We're not here to stop you. We're here to say, please go ahead and do that. Let's do it. Yes. By the way, that, that Samuel L. Jackson thing is one of the best things the internet has ever produced. Um, so perfect. So I I laugh to myself into convulsions every time I listen, I watch it. There's a point that actually, this is your boy too. The best part of it, in my opinion, you you may differ because the whole thing is just gold, is when they, they cut to Lindsey Graham saying, he is the nicest, he's the sweetest, and then he goes, I didn't ask you a GD thing, and yeah, that, is that is just perfect. the part. best part, yeah. Lose yeah. it every time. Yeah, it's the best part. Lose it every time. Pop fiction. That's such a great scene. Like, we know that scene in that movie. Like, it's just so, it's so, per- that's a, a lot of those things that come up, I don't really get, like, as, I don't really watch a lot of movies, but I know that movie, and I know that scene, and it's one of my favorite scenes anyway. And then to use it so perfectly in this situation, yeah, that is, that is, that was really brilliant. Brilliant indeed. Big Kahuna Burger. <laughs> that part didn't make it in, but check out. That didn't make it in. Check out the big brains on Brad is one of the best yeah. lines in the history of movies. So. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I went to Yale. <laughs> 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 Anywho. Um, all right. <laughs> uh, I want to save the end for the end. What I'm going to do now is so. I got one more. I got one more that I had. I wanted to do, I wanted to do Ted Cruz. Oh, please. I didn't, yeah, none of our people technically said Ted Cruz, right. but I think, we, Ted Cruz. I think as Americans who don't like Ted Cruz, even Texas might not reelect Ted, Ted Cruz. Right. I don't think they are. That's going to be quite a story in November. But hey, that's, that's to my point. 
like everybody hates Ted Cruz. Somebody very famously, a, a now disgraced guy in his own right, but somebody asked former Senator Al Franken when he was still a senator, how come everybody hates Ted Cruz right away when they meet him? And Franken said, well, it just saves a lot of time. <laughs> everybody hates Ted Cruz. All of the people everywhere, all people hate Ted Cruz. So we've got to hit him with the only move that has ever been performed on behalf of the people, and that is the people's elbow by the great one, the Brahma Bull, the richest man in Hollywood, The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Movie star Dwayne Johnson. Back in the day, just an unbelievably charismatic wrestler, superstar. Arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. Yes. And The People's Elbow was his initial... Like, he had a couple other moves, but the one that really caught fire was the people's elbow. Yeah, it's not a great move, but what he did before it, pointing to all the people, and the fact that he did it on behalf of the people, made, made it a great move. I love what you've done there. That is why you're the yeah. master, and I'm just the host, trying to hold on to my job and my podcast. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> if you smell it, the gab is cooking. Um, remember back for a while there, when The Rock was doing his thing, and we were doing our wrestling thing? I'd go by the gab sometimes. Yeah, sure. I forgot about that until we invited you on the pod and we were able to book you through your agent. Yeah. Your agent, who was a good friend of mine, Steel Toe Guy, Butch Parker, <laughs> who was a wrestler from Worcester yeah. County, and then he that's became a... Met. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we met. And then he became a super agent, mainly with New Japan Wrestling, but that's okay. I mean... Largely overseas, but he handles a few domestic clients, and I'm happy to still be one. Yeah, you're a friend and a, and a client. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, still told guy, Bush Parker, shout out to you, my friend. If we can get, Tommy, if you can talk to that guy and get him on the show, that's something, okay? We'll see. We'll see. I'll give him a call when we're done here. Yeah, during the post show the other day, I had another, another lunchtime superstar brought up to me by Andrew Patterson, former referee Andrew Patterson. Uh, Black Angus the Mad Cow, who was oh, a, wow. a wrestler who thought he was a cow. <laughs> yeah, he was a wrestler who thought he was a cow. And back in the early, sorry, the late 90s, early 2000s, mad cow disease was kind of a thing for a bit. Mm. And so it was a play on the wrestler ate a bunch of bad meat, became like mad cow disease, but actually thought he was a mad cow. Right. What a concept. Great gimmick. Brilliant gimmick. Whatever happened to that guy? We'll ask Bush Parker. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Before we get to the big finish... Jeremy Johnson weighed in too, but in true Jeremy fashion, he's just too angry for real to take the exercise seriously because the exercise is not a serious exercise. So he said he likes the idea because he said anybody with an R next to their name. Now, frankly, there are some people with D's next to their name that I would actually like to see some finishes on too. I'm not going to get into it. Could be another pod. But he also said... I'm making an effort not to follow too closely because at this point it will give me an aneurysm. (laughs) Unquote. Um, He went on to write, quote, I want Stormy Daniels' lawyer to run for president, Avignetti, and I want Bloomberg to shut the blank up and run as a Republican. And as much as I want Biden to win, he's just another 80-something-year-old white guy who's been in politics for a half a century, end quote. So Jay, and, and who we were all reminded through this episode screwed up the Anita Hill thing however uh, many years ago when he was the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Let's not forget. Let's not forget, dude. And that's, and that's the point on these term limits 
And the point on lifetime appointments being a bad idea for anybody. Because right now, Joe, Joe Biden might be the best hope for an American ship that is en fuego. And I don't mean on fire in a good way, like we hit three, four, three three-pointers in a row. I mean, like, mm. the ship's on fire. Actually on fire. Right. And we need, we need somebody to bring it back towards, you know, like the hoses. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Joe Biden, not, not a good look from back in the Anita Hill trial uh, the hearing, I should say, excuse me, with uh, the Clarence Hill fiasco. Clarence Thomas fiasco. Woo. Clarence Thomas. Yeah. As, as you can see, I'm fried. Uh, so anyway, that's what JJ contributed to the conversation, but I think it bears repeating, so I repeated it. Yeah, I saw that, and I don't know what I can. I can't help JJ out. I can't come up with uh, millions of wrestling finishers for the millions of people with ours next to their name. I don't know what to do there. Correct. But point point taken. Yes, and man, could be happy with what we've come up with tonight. Man, cook good. Instagram's popping, and the Ted Cruz one. It's for the people, and JJ's a person, so that one's yeah. for you, JJ. Ted, Ted Cruz, right in your face. People's elbow. Okay, you've got like a tandem finish here. Here's what I want to do. Let's assume I can edit this in. Let me know when you want me to edit in the music you've requested, and through the magic of technology, it's either going to happen for the fans, or the fans will know that not only... Am I in fear for my day job that I probably shouldn't be allowed to edit my own podcast? And we'll just see how it goes. <coughs> okay. Um, so let me set the scene. Let's imagine that our esteemed president, Donald J. Trump, is doing one of his... Oh, okay. He's doing one of his little... Rallies. He's still doing campaign rallies. He's not running for anything, but he's doing campaign rallies. I think he did one yesterday, actually. Yeah. So let's imagine it. Let's imagine he's doing one in a big arena, and the only thing they, the only setup they have is a wrestling ring. So he's standing in the middle of a wrestling ring. Right. And he's going on and on, and you can't take any more. And hit the music. It can't be. It can't be him. It's Stone Cold. This has actually happened. Stone Cold Steve Austin in the ring, boot to Donald Trump's gut, and probably the greatest finisher of all time, the Stone Cold Stunner to the President of the United States. And by the way, don't don't let it get lost on what Tommy Sunshine just said, the delicious one just said. Donald Trump really used to appear on WWE promotions, pay-per-views, Monday Night Raw, etc., etc. The Trump Casino used to host some of the early WrestleManias. Donald Trump has been referenced and appeared multiple times. And the best part is, the finishing move and the situation of Tommy Sunshine is just, quote, made up, is not made up, except for space-time continuum being the only thing. Stone Cold Steve Austin, in either the late 90s or early 2000s, Gave Donald Trump, then just some guy who ran a business and said, you're fired, a Stone Cold Steve Stone Cold Stunner in front of 18,000 fans and the millions watching around the world. Has given him the Stone Cold Stunner. Which, by the way, do you know where Stone Cold Steve Austin got the Stone Cold Stunner? I don't. He stole it from me. Oh, I do know that. That was my finisher move, except I called it the sun will come out tomorrow. Which? Out tonight, I just put your lights out. Maybe the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> and now he stole it and made it the Stone Cold Stunner. Donald Trump, I just looked it up. Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame. 
Exactly. So really, we're not even making this up, anybody. Not making it up. He has taken the stunner before. He'll take it again. And, of course, after we give the two middle fingers, the boot in the gut, and the Stone Cold stunner, Steve, we drink some Steve Weisers. We throw Steve Austin some beers. He slams them together, and he pours beers down his face because I still like beer. <laughs> I still like beer. And the beautiful thing is, in real life, everything I just said happened. In real life... Steve Austin as his star grew and grew and grew. They'd have to do bigger and bigger beer celebrations. So one night, we, we were probably together watching the pay-per-view. They drove in like a Coors Light truck or whatever, a Bud Light truck. Yeah, yeah. And they had a hose attached to it full of beer. Steve yes. Austin started spraying the crowd with beer. Yes. And don't you know who in, in our fictional world would probably come out in real life? Oh. Only the man that started this entire podcast fiasco, the Honorable, and I use that term succinctly and loosely at the same time, Brett Kavanaugh. I like beer. beer. He does like beer. Sometimes he drinks too many beers. Do you drink beer? (laughs) I don't know. Do you black out? Have you ever blacked out? By the way, bad look, dude. This is not a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's not S-talk a sitting U.S. Senator. Justice Kavanaugh. But anyway, so Kavanaugh will probably join the beer celebration. He would love getting sprayed by beer. And just when everyone's standing in the ring, all happy, everybody's together, what a great moment. Out of nowhere, how about my guy, Diamond Dallas Page, sneaks up behind Brett Kavanaugh, and you never see it coming. Feel the bang, Diamond Cutter. Also one of the great finishers of all time. Put him out. Crowd goes wild. Crowd goes wild. You just booked a pay-per-view. <laughs> Live on the Senate floor. Book it. (laughs) Under the Capitol Dome Rotunda. You've come a long way since our pay-per-view shows at the Neller at Clark University. (laughs) Well, it's been a long career, but I think I'm finally on to something here. Wow. What What a finish. What a finish. What a finish. Tommy Sunshine, now that you have been introduced to the filibuster freestyle pundit family, two things. One, we got to find a way to get you back here. And number two, of course, next year maybe you can join our Fantasy Football League. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, uh, I heard because uh, Steel Toe Guy Butch Parker also knows Roscoe P. Yeah. And he was telling me that Roscoe P apparently has changed. Roscoe P is in the filibuster freestyle Fantasy Football League. He is. He had changed the name of his team to I Still Like Beer. He did. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, I heard oh, that. Oh, I saw it because my team is playing his team this week, I believe. Uh, I believe, Or no, uh, maybe I played him last week, but either uh, way. Not last week, maybe this week. Either way, uh, I no- actually, I don't know. Either way, I noticed that the great name, Paco Sinbad, yeah. from an unbelievable NFL skit, which I think we've chronicled before on this show in terms of the, the royal we, me. Bad lip reading. That's Bad lip reading, yeah, for NFL players. But yeah. Cam Newton is dubbed in Cam to say, Newton. Paco Sinbad. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that name, which is a great name, has been changed great, to I Still name. Like Beer in honor of... It's more topical. Oh, it's hot. It's on the pulse. Cool. Well, listen, let's hope that my little ditty there with Steve Austin's music worked. If it did, right now, you all know it too, and we all feel great. And if it didn't, the only loser is the guy talking right now. This guy, <laughs> Gavin Viano. Real name, no gimmicks. <laughs> no gimmicks needed. So check us out, filibusterfreestyle.com. Actually, I know you've never met my parents, Tommy Sunshine. Right. 
but they listen to the Nor show. Do I care to. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure they feel the same way about you. Um, they listen to the show, but every once in a while, they they have trouble finding where to go uh-huh. uh, because they don't they don't they don't have i they don't have an i an iPhone, and so my mom is a droid, my dad is a flip phone. Different story, different day. But so they cannot go to the podcast app on the iPhone, search filibuster freestyle, and subscribe to our podcast, which everybody else should do who has an iPhone. So I directed them to the homepage of filibusterfreestyle.com, and they were easily able to listen to the show. And so for anybody without an iPhone, do that. And if you do it probably in the next two days, you're going to hear this podcast with our buddy, Delicious Tommy Sunshine, lunchtime championship wrestling, superstar, emeritus, extraordinaire, my pal, good to have him back. Anything and the new greatest podcaster in the history of these United States of America. And frankly, in the hyper- hyperbolic times we're in, I believe it. Because this is podcast, news, entertainment. We're out of here, Tommy Sunshine. The sun will come out tomorrow.